I am so excited about this. I want to welcome you to the Purpose Project Podcast. During our time together, I will teach you how to pray, how to intentionally develop intimacy with your Creator, and challenge you to discover and embrace your God-ordained purposes. I am your host, Margie Florent. My prayer for you today is that you will be empowered and strengthened in the Word of God to move forward into your destiny. So I'm going to talk tonight about the activity of the Holy Spirit. The activity of the Holy Spirit. Now, interestingly enough, as I was quiet all day long and just was going about my business and I was preparing this message, I just kept hearing the Lord say that there is going to be an activation tonight. There's going to be an activation with those who are listening after the fact that this video has gone live. There is going to be an activation. Now, what that means, I actually don't know. As a matter of fact, when I was preparing this message, I had my mind set on going in one direction, and as I sat to prepare, the Holy Spirit took me in another direction. You know, it's very important that as we follow the leading of the Spirit, that we he, that we we flow with him he'll take our our heart and he'll pull it in his direction and instead of resisting him and resisting um what he wants to do it's very important that we begin to yield and do what he wants to do the more we yield to him the more we will see um god do what he really desires to do in the earth so i'm going to talk to you today about the activity of the holy spirit so as we jump into this i want to give you the definition of the word activity this was not my title i had a different title this morning but it changed the word activity means the quality or state of being active so the activity of the holy spirit the quality or state of being active the behavior or actions of a particular kind vigorous or energetic action liveliness the condition in which things are happening or being done so we're talking about the activity of the holy spirit now the holy spirit we're going to go ahead and review this the holy spirit is a unique person and he is not simply a power or an influence he is a unique person he is not an it he is a him he has a personality he has ways in which he likes to flow and operate he has a will he can be grieved vexed pained or hurt he he has emotions he is joy um so there's many things about the holy spirit as his person he isn't he he is not an it the holy spirit is one both with the Father and the Son. In theological terms, we say that he is both co-equal and co-eternal. Did you get that? When we read the whole Upper Room Discourse, we discovered that it was both the Father and the Son who would send the Spirit. They are three they are all one, but they are three individual persons, but they are one. This is a mystery, okay? Now, remember we said that it was both the Father and the Son who would send the Spirit. John 14, 16 says, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter or helper, a paracletos, 
that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him because he's going to dwell with you and he shall be in you. Jesus said, I will not leave you orphans. It is my father. I will pray to the father and he is the one that is going to send you the paracletos, okay? And then Jesus also said in John 16, 17, he said, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, the comforter, the paracletos, the strengthener, the helper, the standby, the teacher, the advocate, the intercessor, he will not come to you. But if I depart, Jesus said, I will send him to you. So the Father and the Son sent the Holy Spirit. And I thank God for the Holy Spirit. I thank God that as we cooperate with the Holy Spirit, we don't get human-sized results. We get the God kind of results. And I believe that God wants to do some great and mighty things. And he is waiting on you and he is waiting on me to cooperate with him in, in, a, in a new level. I know it takes faith to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. So many times we have in our minds a preconceived idea of how we want things to be and how we want to run things or those of you that are in ministry, how you want to uh, uh, put your notes together or you want that sermon to go as you minister. But the Holy Spirit knows exactly what's going on. And as we cooperate with him and as we flow with him, we won't just have human sized results. We will have the God kind of results. And what I'm hearing in my spirit, and I heard it last week, I'm hearing in my spirit that God said, I want to do some great and mighty things. Many of you have been praying. Many of you have been standing. Many of you have been fasting. And now it's time. Now is the time. We are the people and this is the place. And I'm going to answer your prayers through the power of the Holy Spirit. Your prayers have availed much and it's caused the Holy Spirit to be, to be, start to get generated, so to speak. Okay, so it's God said, I am going to do some great and mighty things. But how is he going to do these great and mighty things? He's going to do them, my friends, through the power of the Holy Spirit. So it's important to get to know him. It's important to understand his various workings. It's important that we learn how to flow with him. I believe we can do a teaching on that. For those of you that desire to flow in the Holy Ghost, there's ways in which we can get um, his ministry active, okay, things that we can do that will create a an atmosphere for him to be comfortable so that he can flow like rivers of living water wherever we are and wherever we go, okay? So the Spirit came and acted, as it were, for both of them, for both the Father and the Son. So the activity of the Spirit is never given to us in Scripture in isolation from the person and work of Christ or in isolation from the eternal will of the Father. So this is the problem, and I don't want to talk about the problem, and I've said it before, I'm going to say it again, we've neglected the Holy Spirit. That that's the most tragic thing the church could ever do is neglect the Holy Spirit and leave him out. He is the third person of the Godhead, and he has a, uh, an, a, a, an active ministry in the earth today. And we need to surrender ourselves to him and surrender our will to him and say, Holy Spirit, 
You are welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, we move aside and we desire that you move in, okay? So let's talk about the activity involved in the conception of Jesus, the Holy Spirit and his activity involved in the conception of Jesus. We talked about this last week, but I'm going to go ahead and we're going to review. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, um, before they came together, she was found with child of what? Of the Holy Spirit. So right at the conception, the Holy Spirit was very active. Obviously, we found out last week that the Holy Spirit came upon Mary, that he he endowed her, he overshadowed her, he empowered her, and the Holy One was going to be born, and that was going to happen through the person and the enabling and bringing it to pass by the power of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit was very active in the conception of Jesus. And thank God for the Holy Spirit. If it wasn't for the Holy Spirit, I don't know where we would be. Okay. Now the Holy Spirit was actively involved in empowering Jesus in his earthly ministry. Let's look at Luke chapter three. Okay, Luke chapter 3, verse 21. When all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus was also baptized. And while he prayed, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him, and a voice came from heaven which said, You are my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Now Jesus himself began his ministry at about 30 years of age. So here we see Jesus, he is baptized in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes upon him and the Holy Spirit empowers him. Now my friends, Jesus did no mighty works until he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. And so we see the Holy Spirit come upon him, like 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 the scripture says, like, like the form of a dove, very gently came upon him. And that was the beginning of Jesus being empowered with, with power from on high from the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit was very active in Jesus's ministry. Let's go in Luke 4. Here we see in Luke 4, verse 1, and Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit. Now he's filled with the Holy Spirit. And the scripture says he was returned from Jordan and he was led. Now he's being led by the Spirit into the wilderness. And in this case, he was led into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. So here we see he's filled with the Holy Spirit. He's led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Now, you know the story of many of you. He was tempted of the devil 40 days and 40 nights. And you know what happened after that temptation? After that, after all that, that pressure and that temptation, the scripture says in Luke 4 verse 14, when Jesus returned after going into the wilderness by the leading of the Holy Spirit, when he came out of that temptation, out of that place of trial, the scripture says he came out full or empowered in the power of the Spirit. So he went in filled with the Spirit, but after the temptation, he came out of that place in the power of of the spirit. So that I am just have something to inject here. Whenever you go through temptations, tests and trials, 
I am telling you, you're not getting weaker. You're getting stronger. I did a prayer point last Saturday, and I'm doing another prayer point this Saturday on a different subject. But my prayer point last Saturday was prayer in the time of trouble. And one of the things the Lord showed us is that when you go through temptations, tests, and trial, as you keep your attitude right and you keep your eyes on Jesus, you will come out of that temptation, test, and trial full of the power of the Spirit, empowered. You won't come out weaker, you'll come out stronger. Because these hard times will not make you weaker, they will make you stronger. You will be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. He will empower you to overcome these temptations, tests, and trials. That's why I thank God for the Holy Spirit. I thank God that I was baptized in the Holy Spirit when I was and I think I was 19 years old. I had been born again six months and I sensed and I felt like there was still some kind of, there was more. I didn't know what it was. And I went to a church and in this church, they were all speaking in tongues and there was this beautiful prayer language and something on the inside of me said, that's me. And I said, oh, I want it. Lord, if that's you, then I want it. And in that service, after that service, they prayed for me to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I didn't release my prayer language, but when I got in my car and was by myself, I released my prayer language. You know, the Bible says when a person is filled with the Holy Spirit, they will begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives them utterance. The, 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 the baptism of the Holy Spirit is just simply an, out, an overflow of what you already have on the inside of you. Someone made a comment in one of my posts and said, well, well I, I'm born again. I have the Holy Spirit, but I don't speak in tongues. That is correct. You can be born again. You can, can walk with God and have intimacy with God, but not yet be filled with the Holy Spirit. The apostles came to a group of believers and said, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? And they said, we've not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. So they were believers, but they had not yet been filled with the Holy Spirit. They had not had that overflow, that John 7, 38 of the, of the rivers of living water coming up out of them. And so the scripture says that they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. There was evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And what I learned in my own life was when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, it empowered me in a way that I never dreamed I would be empowered. I was stronger. I had more revelation in the word. I was had more intimacy with God in prayer because when I didn't know how to pray about things, I would pray in tongues and pray in the Holy Spirit. Hey, what happened to our services where we would all begin to sing in other tongues? How many of you remember those services back in the day, so to speak, when we would all be in corporate worship and 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 and, and instead of everybody, you know, in their minds and staying in their heads and looking at the at the at the words on the screen, in, instead of doing that, we would all just begin to speak in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and we would sing and make melody in our hearts to the Lord. We didn't know what we were singing, but we knew it was the song of the Lord. And some of us even prayed out the interpretation and we would be singing in the spirit and it was all in harmony. And if you heard you know, all of us singing in tongues together, it sounded like a symphony and sounded like a harmony. And I remember one time I was in a certain church in a certain conference. And I remember we were all singing in tongues 
and suddenly you it was like I don't even know how to describe it, but you could hear angels singing along with us. You know what that is, my friends? That is signs and wonders done by the name of thy holy child, Jesus. Jesus said, Joel 2 says, in the last days, I am going to pour out of my spirit. Your sons and your daughters are going to prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. The outpour of the Holy Spirit already came in Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. And now you and I are living in the same church age as Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. As a matter of fact, there's no amen in the book of Acts. There is no amen at the end of that book that, that we are still in the church age and the Holy Spirit is still alive and active on planet Earth. He just desires that you and I begin to yield to him and cooperate with him and begin to get sensitive to his voice, begin to get sensitive to his leadings. And, and I sometimes for me, what's been happening more lately is is I, 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 I'm always looking on the inside. Know you not that you're the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is within you, okay? He's in you, in your innermost being. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, right? Searching all the inward parts of the belly. And oftentimes what I do is I just look on the inside. You know, I just look on the inside. Like It's like I have eyes behind my eyes and I look on the inside. And, and I say, Lord, is there anything on your mind today? And what I've been noticing is that he's been speaking more in a whisper to me lately, more in a whisper. He, you know, he doesn't always have to come in like a rushing mighty wind and, and have all this noise and all this activity and, 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 and an audible voice. Oftentimes the Holy Spirit is like a gentle dove. He's just so gentle and so precious. He's precious. The Holy Spirit's so precious. And he's just been speaking lately to me in like a whisper. And that's why it's very important for us to tune in to what he's saying, to shut our minds off, so to speak, hook ourselves up to the inside and, and understand that we have another person living on the inside of us. It is the person of the Holy Spirit and that he desires to lead us, to guide us, to direct us, to speak to us, to show us things to come, to enlighten us, to, to, to be everything that we need him to be. You know, when Jesus walked the earth, he was everything to the disciples. He was all of that, which I just said. But now we have the Holy Spirit who is active in our lives, and he desires to be even more active in our lives. And I believe with all of my heart that as I speak these words, the Holy Spirit is falling on many of you that are hearing this word. There's a tremendous tangible anointing on this word tonight, and the Holy Spirit is falling upon you. And if you need healing in your body, I want you just to receive your healing in your body. Activate your faith. The Holy Spirit's already active. Activate your faith. Say, yes, Lord, I receive. Yes, Lord, I, I believe and I receive everything that you have for me. So the Holy Spirit was very active in the life and the ministry of Jesus Christ. And what I love about Jesus is he was very bold, okay? And it says here that he went back to Nazareth and verse 18, he went into the synagogue and he opened up to the book of the prophet Isaiah and he found the place where it was written, verse 18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He is upon me. 
He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those that are bruised, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And then he sits down and he says, this day is the scripture fulfilled in your ears. He said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. The Holy Spirit is upon me. Now, my friend, the same Holy Spirit that was upon Jesus and was flowing through Jesus and working miracles and casting out devils and, and, and moving in power and demonstration, that same Holy Spirit, it, by virtue of the new birth, if you are born again, is upon you, is within you, okay? He is right there with you. The same Holy Spirit that empowered Jesus, and I'm going to prove it to you in the scripture, he is also upon you. And what he desires is, and I know I keep saying it and I don't care, he desires us to activate him, okay? He desires us to activate him, okay? Now, he, he the Holy Spirit is actively and was actively and is actively involved in the new creation or what we call the new birth. Listen to this, John 3, 5 through 8. Jesus answered and Nicodemus, because Nicodemus talked about, you know, how do I inherit the kingdom and so on and so forth. John 3, 5 through 8, Jesus answered and said, Truly, truly, I say unto you, unless one is born of what? Of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So you have to be born of the water, which is birth, natural birth, and of the spirit. You cannot enter the kingdom of God. Okay, listen, side note, you are not saved by water baptism. You are not saved because your parents were saved and they dragged you to church. You are only saved by virtue of one thing. Believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth the Lordship of Jesus Christ, saying, I believe with all of my heart, Jesus, that you died on the cross for me. I believe that you were raised from the dead and you are alive forevermore, and I receive you and I accept you into my heart. You're only born again by understanding the plan of redemption, that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. And when you receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you become what the Bible says, a new creation in Christ Jesus. All things pass away, all things become new, and you become a brand new person that never existed before. So if you've never been born again, we're going to pray a prayer of what we call the prayer of salvation for you at the end of this broadcast, okay? He said, I know there's somebody listening that is not born again. Otherwise, I would not have had that side note and that rabbit trail to speak that word into your life. You see, the Holy Spirit knows the needs. He knows who's listening. He knows who's going to listen after the fact. He is a very intelligent being. He knows exactly. He is, he is also the Alpha and the Omega. He knows everything that is going on. And so he knows that you are listening and you need to accept Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, what you're experiencing right now is the presence of the Holy Spirit because when he has come, Jesus said, he will convict and convince the world of their need for Jesus. Okay, so you're sensing a conviction of the Holy Spirit. You're sensing, 
you know, you may even feel like you're shaking or you're uncomfortable. You feel like weird, so to a weirdness. That's the Holy Spirit. He is coming upon you. The power of the Most High is overshadowing you. There's also somebody here that's need, needing healing. The Holy Spirit is coming upon you. The power of the Most High is overshadowing you. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. Just get up and do something you haven't done before. Believe that you received. Brother Hagen, that's how he received his healing when he was on the deathbed. He, he believed he received. And then the Holy Spirit, the power of God came upon him. And he said, dead people or sick people don't stay in bed. They get up. And he tried to do something he never did before. And the power of the Most High overshadowed him and came upon him. And he that was once paralyzed and had an incurable blood disease and a heart problem, he received the power of, 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 the, of the healing power of God and he was healed in his body okay so that conviction not that person who's listening right now that's the conviction of the Holy Spirit you just need to confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you will be saved Wow it's 829 already we have to hurry that which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit do not marvel that I said to you you must be born again the wind blows where it wishes and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone that is born of the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is actively involved in the miracle of the new birth, the new creation in Christ Jesus. You and I both know that anybody that's ever uh, had one life and then gets born again and now has another life, Every one of us know that it is a miracle. I was ministering with a, a, a group, uh, an apostle in, in, in the prisons in Florida. And it's the most amazing thing when you go into these prisons and, and you see these inmates who are murderers and God only knows they weren't even allowed to tell us what they did, but you knew they were something because they had the tears tattooed on their, on their faces. And so that represented from what I heard, how many people they killed and so on and so forth and just very bad people. And it's so, so amazing to me when we were in a service and, and with these prisoners and, and, and you, and there was this one prisoner, the Holy Spirit came upon him to such a, in such a powerful way. He had already been born again, but he had this manifestation, this, this, this manifestation of the Holy Spirit come upon him. And what, and, 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 and he, he was, he was so empowered by the Holy Spirit. He, he started jumping and jumping and jumping. It was almost like he was, he was, he was in another world. And I said, Lord, you talk about a miracle, the miracle of the new birth where the Holy Spirit recreates you on the inside. All things pass away. Everything becomes new. You are a new person. You have a new nature. That is a miracle. And when I was thinking about this and getting ready for this live tonight, the Lord brought me back to Genesis 1, 1 and 1, 2. The Holy Spirit was actively involved in the creation of the heavens and the earth. He did not do anything, okay, until the Father spoke, and that's what activated him to do the, the, the creation. But here we see that mighty work of the Holy Spirit in creation. And I was thinking about how the Holy Spirit is so active within us in the new birth. It's the same power that raised Christ from the dead. It dwells in us. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us, recreates us, caused um, the, the, the world to be created. So the Holy Spirit is very active in creating. And I just love that. 
the scripture says, and the Lord showed me this, in Ezekiel 36, 26, God said, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will remove from you the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. It is the Holy Spirit who can recreate someone. It is the Holy Spirit that can change a person's heart. And my friend, that is the greatest miracle that you and I could ever see is a person becoming a born-again child of God. And for this purpose was the Son of Man manifested to destroy the works of the devil, to get people out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of light so that they would be saved, that they would come to the knowledge of the truth, so that they would get to go to heaven and be with the Father for all of eternity. I thank God for the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit is actively involved in satisfying the soul of the hungry and the soul that is thirsty. Jesus said, blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness. They will be filled. It also says in John 7, 37 through 39, on the last day of the feast, this great day, Jesus stood up and cried out and he said, listen, he said, if any man thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, he said, as the scripture says, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the spirit. You see how they work together and they cooperate together? This he said about the spirit, whom those who believed in him would receive for as yet the spirit had not yet been given because Jesus was not yet glorified. So Jesus was talking about the Holy Spirit and talking about his coming. And he was saying, if you're thirsty and you're hungry for God, you need the Holy Spirit. If you need want more of God and more of the Holy Spirit, it would be wonderful if you could be baptized in the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking of other tongues. If you're satisfied, we'll enjoy where you're at. But if you desire more, the Holy Spirit wants to empower you, rise up within you with tongues that cannot be uttered in articulate speech or in your regular kind of speech, okay? I know that when I was um, prayed to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, I felt this bubbling up, this churning on the inside. I believe there's somebody listening right now. You sense that on the inside. Something is rising up. It's the Holy Spirit. The person of the Holy Spirit is on the inside of you. So he, he's, you're hearing these words and it's stirring up his ministry. So, so you're sensing him being activated, so to speak. You're, it's being activated, so to speak in your heart what i would encourage you to do is when we pray just or you could even do it right now just begin to speak with other tongues as the spirit gives you gives you utterance i've seen people get baptized in the holy spirit that had absolutely no instruction at all it happened to one of my best friends she didn't even know it was in the bible she was a born-again child of god and she had not yet been baptized in the holy spirit and one day the holy spirit rose up within her and came upon her and she said she just began to speak with other tongues she didn't even know it was in the bible and later she told me what happened to her and I told her oh my goodness that's right in the Bible and I showed her all the scriptures but thank God for the Holy Spirit okay lastly the Holy Spirit he desires to be active in this time in church history he desires to be active in this time in church history but we need to take the mystery out of who he is and recognize and be aware of him in our personal life 
and in the workplace, in our ministries, and in our public gatherings. He desires to be active. But let me ask you a question. Do we desire him? Do you desire him? Do you desire when you go to church, the Bible says, has every one of you, when you come together, has every one of you have a tongue, have interpretation, let all things be done decently and in order. And that's just sitting back and letting the Holy Spirit have his way and flow through whoever he wants to to flow through. Those are called believers meetings. And Brother Hagen used to have these, what they call believers meetings. And that's where they would sit back and they would just allow the Holy Spirit to move and to manifest. Okay. So do we desire the Holy Spirit? So many people are afraid of the Holy Spirit. And that's why I'm so happy that he's instructed me to give these teachings. Okay. Because we want to take the mystery out of who the Holy Spirit is. So that when he begins to be activated, like he is being activated right now, we are not afraid. You see, my friends, God is not giving you a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. We don't have to fear the Holy Spirit. Okay, 1 Corinthians 14, 1 says, desire the gifts of the Spirit to be in manifestation. The gifts of the Spirit, we'll get into this another time, are simply the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Uh, he manifests himself through what we call the nine gifts of the Spirit, which we will do a teaching on that. And, and I have to tell you something. I was in a meeting in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I had two gifts drop on the inside of me by impartation. And I believe that when we begin to teach on the gifts of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is going to begin to empower you and equip you for the work of the ministry whereof he has called you. So that scripture says desire. That word desire means to crave, to strongly crave. So we already have him. He desires that we now cooperate with him and activate him lastly and i don't want to go too much longer jesus said this is what we already have are you ready for it acts 1 8 and i know many of you know the scripture it's one thing to know it and it's another thing to activate it he said in acts 1 8 jesus said you shall receive power after that the holy ghost has come upon you and you will be witnesses for me and, and he said in jerusalem judea samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth it acts one day. We are still living, like I said, in the church age. We are still living in this age, this dispensation of the church age. Now we have the Holy Spirit. He said, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. That word power is the Greek word dunamis. And that word is used 120 times in the New Testament. It refers to strength, power, or ability. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. It's from our English words, dynamite, dynamo, and dynamic. However, dunamis is not just any power. Remember, he said, you're going to receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. The same spirit that was upon Jesus is upon you, believer. It's the same Holy Ghost. The only difference is that Jesus had the spirit without measure. You and I have the spirit. Each of us has a measure of, of the activation of what God wants to do in the earth. But Jesus carried the Holy Spirit without measure. But that's why we are all members of the body of Christ. We all need each other. Because when we all come together, there can be the, the activation is Psalms 133. God commands the blessing. Okay? However, dunamis is not just any power. It's the word that often refers to miraculous power or marvelous works. Dunamis can also be referred to as moral power and excellence 
of soul, okay? It, perhaps, perhaps most importantly, dunamis refers to, listen, ready? Inherent power. Power residing in a thing by virtue of its nature or which a person or thing exerts and puts forth. Okay, here's some key verses and we're going to close. Luke 135, we've said this scripture many times, we're going to say it again. The angel answered and said to Mary, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power, the dunamis of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. So there's the dunamis. In Acts 1-8 that Jesus said that you and I received because of the Holy Spirit coming upon us was right there at the, at the conception of, of the Virgin Mary. 2 Corinthians 4, 7, we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power, dunamis, is from God and not of us. Those of you that know me personally know that I'm one thing when I'm Margie and I'm another thing when I'm the Holy Ghost anointed Margie. Very different person because there's another person that takes a hold of me and he rises up big within me. He gives illumination to my mind and understanding to my spirit. He causes me to turn into another person. I'm generally very quiet, but when the Holy Ghost is, is present and the dunamis is active, it turns can turn you into another person. That's why we just need to step out in faith. I believe part of the activation of the Holy Ghost is stepping out in faith. When, when God desires to use you in a certain measure, don't be afraid. Just step out in faith. Step out and activate the Holy Spirit. He will be there to back up his word. Jesus says, I will be there to back up my word. 2 Corinthians 12, 9. <clears throat> But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power, my dunamis, is made perfect in what? In weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power, dunamis, may rest upon me. I thank God for the power, the dunamis of the Holy Ghost. 2 Timothy 1.7, God did not give you a spirit of fear, but of love, power, dunamis, and of a sound mind. Last scripture, Ephesians 3. 20 through 21, and I believe this is how we're going to see the activation of the Holy Spirit. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all, we ask, hope, dream, or desire, according to what? According to the power, the dunamis that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church throughout all generations. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just come before you. I thank you that we have clean hands and a pure heart, that we come before you. And I thank you for the activation of the Holy Spirit. I pray that there be a continuum of the activation of the Holy Spirit, not only as the, those that have listened, but those who listen after the fact, that they will sense your presence, that you will rise up within them, that there would be an activation. I call forth the gifts of God that are the inside of each and every person under the sound of my voice, that you would begin to stir within them, stir up the gift of God that is within them, that they don't have a spirit of fear, but of love and a power and a sound mind. I pray that you would empower them, that you would anoint them with fresh oil, and no weapon formed against them will prosper, but you will anoint them with fresh oil. Holy Ghost, we release you to be activated. We covet earnestly. We crave desperately the manifestation of your Holy Spirit. Now, if you're listening and you desire to be filled with the Holy Spirit, repeat this after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe with all of my heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. I am asking you, Jesus, 
to come into my heart, to be the Lord of my heart, my soul, and my body. I accept you into my heart. I accept you as into my heart as my personal Lord and Savior. And now, Lord, I am asking you to baptize me with the Holy Spirit. I desire to activate the Holy Spirit in my heart, in my life this moment. Holy Spirit, come upon me. Holy Spirit, rise up within me. And I will, I will, yes, I will speak in other tongues because you said in your word, everyone that asks receives. He that seeks finds. To him that knocks, the door is open. So Lord, today I activate my new prayer language and I yield to you, Holy Spirit. Now go ahead and speak. Oh, Just keep praying out your prayer language. You're not praying out of your head. You're praying up out of your heart. Jesus said, out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. This big heat of the Holy Spirit. Just activate your prayer language. We thank you, Lord. We worship you. We honor you. Now, Heavenly Father, I thank you that we are going to see great and mighty things in this time and in this season. Lord, we will not settle for anything less than the manifestation of your spirit in the way that you desire to manifest. Holy Spirit, we love you. You're precious to us, and we thank you. Thank you for listening to the Purpose Project Podcast. For more content, video, and teachings like this, visit margieflorent.org.